Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. The Cardinals have lost... 10 straight series openers to open up the season. What's high score mean? It feels impossible that that is the case. And not only have they done that, they've done it against some really bad teams, man. You did that against Colorado. You lost the first game there. You lost in the first game against Seattle, who's going through it so far this season. And now you lose in the first game against the Angels. And that one was basically over right after it began. We're discussing it all with Cardinals insider for MLB.com. He's John Denton joining us here on the show. John, we appreciate the time as always, my man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, BK. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Best we can right now. <laughs> John, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, and I, I said, what's the record? Like, the, the, we, We've now seen 10 straight. What is the record for most consecutive series opening losses to begin a season? You have the answer to that question, so what <laughs> is it? What if I told you that the record already lies in St. Louis, BK? Oh, how, about, how about eight? 1897 St. Louis Browns lost the first 14 season openers, uh, first 14 series openers to begin a season. So, uh, you know, it's like you said, it defies logic. This is a team that, that prepares. They know the numbers. Uh, they have season pros. It's just, it's just the weirdest thing right now. It, you know, there's so much about this season that doesn't add up. And that's another one of them. You know, like you said, you lose the first two to Arizona, you lose, to Seattle, you know, you're kind of blown out that night. You lose in Colorado. You almost lost the first two in Colorado. Uh, that That's the only series, surprisingly. Uh, you know, they, they, they beat the Blue Jays in the first series. The only series the Cardinals have won since then was in Colorado, and they had to rally in game two of that series. So, like you said, there, there's just so much that doesn't add up right now with this Cardinal team. Sounds like a great start of a 30-for-30, 30 30, John, but can I make you feel worse? <laughs> the Oakland Athletics have won more series openers than the Cardinals this season. Well, everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good company. That's not a neighborhood you want to be. You know, I was looking up last night where the Cardinals stand and, and two strike home runs and two strike hits. And they're in a lot of the same territory with the Oakland A's. And that's not, you know, that's not an area. That's not a neighborhood you want to live in. Let's put it that way. It's not John. And you know, the, the frustrating part is we continue to sit here and we look at it and you say, okay, but they can't be this bad. Like the Cardinals are going to find their way out of this. But at what point do we sit here and look at this and say, man, the Cardinals might be this team right now? Yeah, you know, you keep saying that, and and I, I think they have a run in them. Look, I mean, we everybody counted them out in twenty one. They won seventeen in a row and and got to the playoffs. You know, they were they were they were five games as far back as five games last year. They were behind at the All Star break. Uh, you know, they were behind when they made the trade for Jordan Montgomery. 
you know, so they were uh, they had a run in them late last season. They have a run in them. You know, Nolan Arenado is not going to, you know, rank where he does in the stats. You know, Paul Goldschmidt has a run in him. You know, Tommy Edmonds is going to be a better player. Uh, you know, whether they get enough pitching to go with that hitting is debatable. Miles Michaelis has been better. Uh, you know, he had a 10 ERA in his first three outings. Uh, it's, it's below a three in his last three outings. He's got a big game tonight against Shohei. Uh, so Miles has been better. Jordan Montgomery, probably his two of his worst games were his first two, and he got wins of those. And, you know, now he's lost his last four in a row, but he's actually pitched really well in three of those four games. So there are signs, you know, Jack Flaherty will have a good game and then a bad game. So, you know, I, I think they're going to hit eventually. It's just a matter of whether they're going to get the pitching to go with it or not. John Denton is our guest here on 101 ESPN. We appreciate his time as always. Uh, John, you tweeted out the quote last night from Nolan Arenado, who basically said, and I'm paraphrasing here, I'm surprised by the reaction, the overwhelming reaction from from fans, from media alike, to our start to the season. He's like, hey, it's, it's still early. We've still got five more months to play. Let's not count us out here. Uh, John, when you heard his reaction to to that and really just you, you talk with these guys on a day-to-day basis, when you look at the way that he's slumping and the way that the team is playing, how much is this wearing on Nolan Arenado, John? It's 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 killing him, you know. I mean, there's nobody in that clubhouse, Brendan, that, that cares more, that, that, that obsesses over hitting more, that puts more time and more effort and thinking into hitting than, than Nolan Arenado. And he's going through it like he's he's you know in one of the worst funks in his life. I mean, the the, the numbers are just insane. Where he ranks, you know, at the at the bottom of the league and and uh, bottom eleven percent in exit velo, fifteen percent bottom in hard hit barrel rate, bottom eighteen percent. It just defies logic that a guy who's been this good, this consistent for years, is struggling like this. And you know, I, I do think he's a he's a little taken aback that. That, that it's the end of the world, but hey, and then he comes back in the next sentence and says, hey, but I understand it. So, you know, I, I give Nolan a little bit of break. My ears did perk up when he said, you know, fans are overreacting, but as he was saying it, he was kind of chuckling, and, you know, he, he still thinks they have a run in him. Uh, the, the moral of his story was, uh, the, the point of his message was, we still have five months to go. Uh, you know, last season, Nolan was the player of the month in, in April, and then he had the worst May of his career and then came back with three great months. So he was trying to say that there's plenty of time. But, you know, anytime you say fans are over- overreacting, mm-hmm. you kind of open yourself up. So, John, we just had this conversation, and the biggest issue with the offense, and Nolan Arenado included, is the runners in scoring position problem. Would you look at taking Goldie and Arenado out of the middle of the order and maybe putting them in different spots and moving the batting order around? Or do you feel like the best way to get these guys out of this is just to continue putting them out there until they figure it out? Yeah, I, I think you got to stick with them. You know, I, I don't see Ali Marmol making that move at all. I mean, like like we said, like Nolan Arenado has 30 home runs, at least 30 home runs and 100 RBI in seven straight seasons. Uh, so you're, you're not going to go away from that. You know, history tells you that the guy's going to hit. Uh, you know, he did tweak the lineup a little bit, moving Goldie up to up to two, uh, putting Gorman in there at three, and then Nolan liked to hit fourth. So they're going to leave him there. I, I, I just think, you know, they're going to leave them there and trust the history with those two guys. You know, does it look pretty right now? No. But let, let's face it, guys. I mean, those two guys didn't hit in the playoffs last year, and they didn't win. If they don't hit now, they're not going to win. It doesn't matter who the manager is, who the president is, 
Uh, if Goldie and, and, and Nolan don't hit, this team's not going to win. John, here, here's another question that I've got, and I'm, I'm really curious your perspective on this. Why is Juan Yepes still in AAA? And the reason I ask this is because last night, like you look at the way that they constructed the lineup, and you've got Andrew Kisner behind the plate for the third time in the last five days. Wilson Contreras, after an off day, is your designated hitter. And we were trying to come up with, okay, like this is prior to seeing what the lineup was going to be. I, I didn't really know that they had another great option against left-handed pitching. If Yepes is here, though, you, you can just use him in that DH role against lefties, and then he becomes a bench bat uh, when you've got a right-handed starter on the mound. Can you give us your perspective from what you understand on on why Juan Yepes is still down in the minors and, and Motter is in that bench role? Well, I think, you know, I do think last night was about trying to find anything, anything at all that would help Steven Matz get out of this, this funk that he's in. They tried to th- let Andrew Kisner catch him and see if that would work. You know, Kis has kind of been Miles' catcher. They were just trying anything to see if that could shake uh, Matz out of his funk. Uh, we all know uh, Juan Yepes is a major league hitter. He doesn't really have a position, though, and, and to be a, an effective hitter, he needs to get at bats. You can't just plunk him in there one time a week and expect him to be effective. You know, they want him to, 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 to get at bats, and uh, there, there's just a, a crunch in, in spots right now. I, I think that's why he's down. Uh, could he help this team? Yes. But but could he help this team if he's only getting you know five six seven at bats a week? Like he has to be in the lineup to be effective, and there's just not enough spots for him right now to get enough at bats. I guess John, my out of curiosity, and I'm not pushing back against you. I'm just curious on this matter. It, like what has to happen? for Juan Yepes to then get the opportunity because like the way this roster is constructed and as you mentioned he doesn't really have a position and I don't I don't know that he's ever going to have like a clear cut obvious position other than he hits I, there just seems like there needs to be a lot of things that would have to transpire before he would get regular at bats for this team and if they're waiting for that I'm not sure he he has a role for the St. Louis Cardinals is is that unfair uh, I think you're dead on right now, Brandon. You know, he's one of those break glass if necessary guys. You know, if if if, if they lose a guy, you know you can come up, you know you could call him up and he's got a major league at bat. But do you want him in the outfield in, in a big spot? Uh, you know, do you really trust him at first base? Uh, you know, DH is kind of, you know, can he play those other positions? Yes, of course he can. But do you want him there? Uh, you know, DH is kind of the one spot for him and, you know, Nolan Gorman's arguably been their their most consistent best hitter so far, and he's locked down most of those at bats. But you know, maybe against the lefty, you would want him. But he's got to get enough at bats to to be effective. Uh, final thing that I've got for John Denton of MLB.com. Give him a follow on Twitter at John Denton five five five. He is an excellent Cardinals insider. Uh, read all of his work over at Cardinals.com as well. Uh, John, I did want to ask you a little bit about this rotation and the way that it's going to set up over the course of the next week or so, because we're expecting Adam Wainwright to make a start this weekend after making the three rehab starts. I would assume that means Jake Woodford is pushed out of the rotation. We had talked to you last week, and there was some question about whether or not Steven Matz uh, would have his spot in the rotation questioned as well. And the backdrop to all of this is that Matthew Libertor has been awesome so far down in the minors. What do you expect them to do this weekend when Wayno is returning? Do you think Woodford stays? Do you think Matt stays in the rotation? What does that all mean for Matthew Liberator? 
You know, Brendan, try, trying to, to guess along and figure out what's going to happen. You know, uh, I think we all know Wayno's going to start on Saturday. I could see Matthew Libertor being called up. Maybe he goes into Jake Woodford's spot, or, or maybe Woodford stays in the rotation, and then, uh, you know, and then uh, Matt's goes into kind of that role that uh, that Zach Thompson had. I, I think, I think you know, they've got to seriously be considering, and I know it was a – an option they talked about last week. Uh, they, they've got to think about moving Matt out of the starting rotation right now. Like at least skip him for a start. I mean, he, he's 0 and 4. He's given up the most two strike home runs of anybody. You know, he's tied for first in baseball in, in that category. The Cardinals have lost all six of his starts. Uh, yes, you're tied to him for two more years. You still owe him a lot, a lot of money, but I don't know that you can run him out there right now. I mean, Steven said last night, he's like, I have no clue where my curveball is right now. So. Mm. You can't you can't keep running a guy like that out there. At least skip him one start. I, I think maybe Libertor could come up and, and get that start, and maybe he move Matt into the bullpen, and maybe he fills kind of a role that uh, that that Zach Thompson was sent that you know was in before he was sent down. He's John Denton. Find his work over at Cardinals.com and follow him on Twitter at John Denton 555. John, it's always great to be able to get your perspective on all things St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Hopefully when we talk with you again next week, it'll be a little bit more of a positive conversation. Yes, sir. You guys keep up the good work. Thanks so much.